every mother hears when the baby sleeps, you should sleep. I am not that kind of person. I would find myself, you know, cleaning or doing things or just trying to do housework and stay busy the whole time. And then I would never rest mentally or physically. And when I sat down to paint, when I finally made that part of my daily routine, I really felt rested at the end. This is Mother Maker, a podcast featuring conversations with artists who are also mothers. This is episode number one, and today I'll be sharing my conversation with artist Rachel Alvarez. My name is Emma Coy, and I'm a musician and performance artist in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I live with my husband, Jason, and our three-year-old son, Henry. Mother Maker started out as a website. I launched it on Mother's Day of 2017 with a vision of mothers having something inspiring to read while nursing and feeding their babies. I have published text versions of over 30 interviews with mothers who are artists of all kinds. If you're interested in reading previous interviews, please visit the website mothermaker.co where you can also see photographs of the work and families of really inspiring creative women. Some of the stories you'll see there are Constance Stamatou, a dancer with the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, Cherry Dupree Bemis and Laura Veers, who are both American singer-songwriters with kids, and Janelle Gramling, a ceramics artist here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who has four kids and is a wonderful advocate for local small business owners. While publishing these intimate conversations in written form has been a really beautiful process, I wanted to start sharing the audio as well so that you could hear the voices of these women. But for those of you who like the written form, don't worry, I'm still publishing them that way too, along with photos and links of their work. You can find all of that at mothermaker.co. Every time I have the chance to speak with someone new, I learn something about myself. And while being able to do what we love and grow our families is a beautiful privilege, I've always found that what we do as parents and artists and working people can be unexpectedly difficult. And I've always felt that through telling our stories and hearing the stories of others, we can feel a sense of community and support, but also gain a lot of perspective. So today I'm sharing my conversation with artist Rachel Alvarez. This conversation was recorded on October 30th, 2018. What I love about this interview with Rachel is that even though she studied art in college, she never saw it as a career path. It wasn't until she was 35 years old with a two and a half year old at home that she realized painting could give her a mental break from the difficult job of being a stay at home mom. Now she's making her living as a full time painter after leaving a corporate career and she's not looking back. Rachel is a painter and illustrator in Salisbury, Maryland, a coastal town on the East Coast. She's married with two kids, Mia and Christian, both under six. I first found Rachel's work through her series of paintings of each of the United States. She takes the border of each of the states and fills it in with a watercolor landscape. They're so lovely, and they're available as prints and decals and note cards, along with all the rest of her work on her website, rachelalvarezart.com. Before I jump into the interview, I just wanted to let you know that there are lots of ways you can get in touch with me and the Mothermaker team. You can sign up for our newsletter by going to mothermaker.co and clicking newsletter in the upper right hand corner. If you have comments on today's interview or suggestions for other mother makers you'd like to hear from, 
you can send me an email at emma at mothermaker.co. We're also on Facebook at Mothermaker Co. and Instagram at Mothermaker. If you're a mother artist looking for a community, please join our Facebook group, Mothermaker Artists Raising Humans. This is a lovely community of women from all over the world, sharing our work each week and encouraging each other just to keep going. I'd love to see you there. So here's my conversation with Rachel Alvarez. So this is the first time that I'm recording a Skype thing and recording your voice. I'm just like praying to the gods that it all works out. I, well, you know, I'm just going to tell you right now that I pray to the gods that everything works out pretty much all day, every day. So we're on the same page. Yay. I am not, I'm not worried if we have to try this again or do, you know, that's fine. I'm so happy that you were up for doing this. And um, yeah, and I just, I'm excited to talk with you. So where do you live? I live in Salisbury, Maryland, which is a teeny tiny town on the eastern shore of Salisbury. So we're between the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and the ocean on the little peninsula. And where did you grow up? Well, I was born here and then we moved just about everywhere else. Um, We moved to Kansas and Ohio and Tennessee. And then when I was 14, my mom had remarried and her husband, um, my stepdad, they'd been married for 10 years at that point, decided to come down to Salisbury because he had a business partner that had just moved here. And it just happened to be where I had been born um, 14 years earlier. And so I grew up in Salisbury and then moved away, met my husband and then convinced him to come back. <laughs> so it's lots of transitions, but. But it must feel like home to you. Yeah, I really do enjoy living here. When my dad was, or my stepdad, when he was um, invited to move back here, I guess, to start the business, his business partner said that you could throw rock a rock in any direction and hit water. And that's very true. And that's my best, uh, like, favorite thing about living here. So, How were the arts part of your life growing up as a kid? Well, um, almost everyone in my family is some how involved or interested in the arts. Um, I guess the two or three most influential people in my family that kind of helped to to shape my interest of the arts growing up as a kid was my grandfather, who was an art therapist. That was my mom's dad. Um, My mom's mom was also a painter, but she was an elementary school teacher and didn't really paint professionally. And then my aunt worked for Hallmark Industries as a greeting card designer. And so all three of them kind of, in their own ways, um, encouraged me along when I decided to be the only one of of the grandkids to actually major in art in college um, and do anything with it. So I was kind of the first of our generation to keep it going in the family. So do you have siblings? I do. I have one brother, and he's four years older than me. And he went into computer science and mathematics, and it was probably, I guess it was 2014 when my grandfather passed away that my brother and I kind of made a promise to each other that we would start painting again. And that was kind of how all of this whole adventure started again. Um, So he's started to pick up his paints and learn how to paint, and I've picked up mine again, and we've tried to kind of honor our grandfather in that way in the last few years. Where did you go to school? I went to the local university here. We actually live just three blocks away from it right now, um, Salisbury University. 
And it's kind of a sleeper school for art. It's known for business and nursing and all these other things, but the art program is actually an excellent program and they have, um, I would say, overqualified teachers for the university. And so I've, I've been very, very thankful for the training that I had there. What did you think you were going to do with your life when you were going to art school? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, well, I started my art degree as a photography major, and I was deep into a serious relationship with my college boyfriend who was living in New Mexico at the time in Santa Fe, and I had these dreams of being a National Geographic photographer and moving to Santa Fe. Um, and about three years into my four and a half year degree, I changed my major from photography over to painting because I had taken all the photography classes that I could and I still had a year and a half left. Um, so I ended up switching over to painting and then ended up actually enjoying painting even more and stayed an extra half of a semester to get the F in the BFA degree. <laughs> and did you think you would be painting full time? Absolutely not. No, no uh, <laughs> definitely not. Um, and still to this day, you know, as thankful and as excited I am that I get to do it as much as I do, I, it's like I have to pinch myself all the time that I'm actually doing it. So how many kids do you have? I have two. Um, Christian, our oldest, he's five. He'll be six next month. And then Mia is three. She'll be four in March. What sort of stage in your artistic career and your life were you or in a non-artistic career were you in when you became pregnant with your son? I was in a non-artistic career completely. I had graduated from college in 2002 and then went a completely different direction, ended up in retail management for almost 15 years, totally neglected my art background, honestly did not believe in myself as an artist at all, and was actually a retail manager when my husband and I, just, we found out that I was pregnant and decided to move our family to Virginia Beach. And at the time, I talked to my husband, we talked it through and decided that instead of you know, taking on a new job three months pregnant in retail management, I would just stay at home and be a stay-at-home mom. And that first year of being a stay-at-home mom was honestly the worst year of my life. Um, I went through mental things. I went through physical things. I went through pressures I've never dealt with. And and it was a, a complicated year because I was so happy to be a mom um, and so thrilled to finally be able to have a child, which is something I'd always wanted. But I was just in a pretty bad place mentally, trying to figure out who I was and what I was going to do with my life and, you know, how to stay motivated and excited every day. And I uh, went through a pretty hard time. And it was when my son was about two and a half that I actually started painting again. So I um, picked up the paints during his nap time one day, and that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny uh, how different reality is than the expectation? Oh, gosh, it's so different. You just think, oh, yeah, I'll just be a stay-at-home mom. It'll be easy. It'll be fun. I think the hardest part for me was never any of the physical things that I had to do. Um, it was all mental. It was every part of it was the mental stress of, figuring out how to, to be my best for this little thing, you know? Um, and also 
to figure out how to stay excited and, and interested and all of that when I had come from a corporate world that was full of constant accolades and pats on the backs and you know, I could work towards a raise or I could get a better position and all those things could show up on paper that showed how hard I was working. And then all of a sudden I was in this position where all of my hard work and all of my intention and ability and all of that was not to be measured. There was no measurement of it. And, and that was really hard to figure out how to deal with. I, you know, and I would tell my husband at the end of his days, you know, you have students because he's a, a high school teacher. I said, you have students that tell you great job or I understood that lesson or whatever it may be. And I don't have any of that. So painting kind of started as a way to have something to be proud of, to be honest, um, to have something that was just mine. And even though it reflected my relationship with my kids and motherhood and all of that. It was a way for me to just have something to take care of for myself. So two and a half years in, what did that look like that first time you picked up a paintbrush again? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, man, it was bad. Um, And I look back on it now and I can laugh because it kind of all happened. Gosh, it's so funny to think about the timeline of things. So. My grandfather passed away in April, and I did start picking up my paints pretty soon after that. I inherited paints from him, so I pulled out his supplies and worked with those for a little while. And then around, I would say, July, I walked into this coffee shop and saw this sign that said Featured Artist on the wall. And I asked the lady behind the counter, how can I be the featured artist? And she said, well, send me an email and a couple pictures of your work and I'll consider you. And at the time I had three little six inch by six inch paintings <laughs> that I had done and everything else, including the things on the wall behind me, um, had been painted when I was in college and I couldn't show work that was 15 years old. That was just not going to happen. So I sent her pictures of three paintings and she said, yes, be my featured artist. And then I immediately was like overwhelmed with the possibility of needing to fill this wall less than two months down the road. And so I just started cranking out these little six inch by six inch oil paintings, kind of crossing my fingers that they would look halfway decent in the end. And um, that was the beginnings of it. Um, Tried to do a six inch by six inch painting every day or every other day while my son was napping. And when it really got down to the wire, sometimes I'd put him in his high chair out in my studio and let him watch a cartoon on the iPad while I finished something up. But yeah, it was it was a pretty messy beginning. Yeah, but it became a crucial part of your day. It did. I found, um, and, it, and it's kind of hard to explain. I'm, I mean, talking to you, I'm sure that you understand, but it's been kind of hard to explain to people who are not artists or creatives that it was a necessary part of my day. It was just as necessary as drinking a cup of coffee or taking a shower or brushing my teeth or eating a meal. It was like just a, it kind of became a way for me to hit the reset button and have a moment for myself to just completely check out mentally from all the responsibilities and just focus on, whatever I was working on. And, 
you know, I know every mother hears when the baby sleeps, you should sleep. I am not that kind of person. I would find myself, you know, cleaning or doing things or just trying to do housework and stay busy the whole time. And then I would never rest mentally or physically. And when I sat down to paint, when I finally made that part of my daily routine, I really felt rested at the end of that hour, hour and a half. And so it was kind of the only way that I could find that I could just kind of forget about the stresses of being a mom and being a wife and doing all the the things of the home um, and just take care of myself for an hour and a half. Did you ever find in that time that there were any feelings of guilt associated with attending to that need to paint? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, And I still battle that, to be honest. And in fact, I was just on the phone with a really great friend of mine the other day, and she brought up a really great point. She said, you know, we're we're raised to believe that we can go for our dreams. But if you happen to be one of the few that actually figures out what your dream is and you go for it, then it's almost as if the rest of society holds it against you that you found that joy. And when she said that, I, I it was like a light bulb went off. Like, that's part of the reason I feel guilty because I am surrounded by so many people who may not have found their thing. You know, I'm still figured out how to do mine, but I do feel that I've finally tapped into something that I've been dreaming about doing since I was probably six years old. So, you know, that there is some shame associated with that, that, you know, I'm not like hitting the grindstone and, you know, like I'm not showing up for work every day with my game face on, although I am there's a whole lot of joy associated with it. And for some reason, because there's so much joy, I feel like I should feel a little guilty about indulging in so much freedom. But I do think that if everyone was able to tap into whatever it is that their dream career is, that it should be full of joy and there shouldn't be any guilt associated with it. And so I really endeavor when I'm presenting myself online and social media and so forth to really share that joy and be open about how thankful I am that I'm here right now. And, you know, I didn't find, I didn't figure this out when I was 20. It was 35 when I finally started painting. So I, I did my fair share of boring days at the job. You know what I mean? And this is a better life. Oh, yes. And and it's not more money. I, you know, I mean, I made a lot more money before, but I think that now every single part of the task, and it sounds silly to say, but even like paying taxes or doing the menial grunt work that comes along with running a business that's like this, every part of it brings me joy because it just reflects back to the fact that I finally jumped for my goal and didn't look back. And that's a good feeling. Yes, I to <laughs> to sum it up, I've definitely dealt with those feelings for sure. So was was creating a business and an income out of your painting kind of a natural progression or how did that work for you? It was kind of an unusual circumstance. So um, I had a very small Etsy shop that I opened up the Naptime Artist Um, I opened that up right after I was a featured artist at the coffee shop because I had about 15 paintings that didn't sell that day and I needed a place to sell them and I had heard of Etsy and so I 
set up an Etsy shop. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing, to be honest. I knew nothing about product photography or SEO or how to even write about my work or talk about myself. I, I didn't know anything, and I still am learning all of that. But about six or eight months into that, that journey, someone contacted me to do a painting of saltwater taffy. And we happen to live near a touristy area that sells saltwater taffy. And this particular customer lived all the way up in Wisconsin, I believe. And saltwater taffy had a very special meaning to her and her boyfriend or her husband. And so I did this painting for her of saltwater taffy, uh, first food painting that I had ever done. And it occurred to me after I finished it that I should contact our local saltwater taffy company that had been in business for almost 100 years and see if they would let me paint their brand. So I reached out to them and they gave me their blessing. And in the process of doing the, the painting for them, they ended up wanting prints and note cards and postcards of this series to sell in all of their shops. And the owner of the taffy business said, you should really have a website to be able to direct people to if they purchase something in one of our shops and then want to find you. And I was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> have a website? Um, I don't even know. So I went on to GoDaddy and bought the, the template website and started a business online. And that was kind of how it all happened. It happened in about three weeks. I went to the office downtown. I got my business license and I thought, well, I better get official here, you know? And so that's, that's how it all came about. And, um, I still see the, the taffy owner every once in a while and thank her for kind of putting a fire under me to get official. But yeah, that's, that's the short story. <laughs> the thing that I found you from was your States series. How did you get the idea to do that? And how did it kind of blow up? Well, that was also another Etsy customer. Um, this particular person was a family friend of ours. And she had hired me for a couple of custom pieces before. But she reached out to me and said, you know, I have this friend who's in the Coast Guard and she's retiring from her position. And I'd like to get her seven state paintings of places that she'd been sent to in the military. And she had sent me some pictures of just like general watercolor washes of states that she'd seen on Pinterest and stuff. And, and I said, well, those are really pretty and I could do those. But to be honest, I'd rather try to paint a landscape in those in the state shape if that's OK with you, because, you know, I feel like anybody could do the watercolor wash. And I just asked if it was available for me to try, you know, to paint inside the lines. And so I did those seven states for her and they were so much fun. They were really challenging and um, they required a lot of forethought as far as where the subject matter was going to sit inside of the lines and, you know, how was I going to balance this scene in there? And, and so I did those seven for her and then I was like, what would it be like if I just did all 50? And so every day during those nap times for about five and a half months, I just got serious about painting them. And it kind of became an addiction in a way and got to travel the U.S. from my studio table, which is cool. What does it mean to you to be showing your kids a mother who's following her 
dream? Uh, I tell my kids that all the time. You know, I know that they're young. And thankfully, I grew up in a family where my parents never once put any sort of pressure on me to be anything. They were very open and receptive to the idea of me majoring in art. But unfortunately, in the college that I went to, I had a lot of friends in, in the art school that had grown up with parents who wanted them to be lawyers or doctors. And some of them had become artists kind of out of spite or um, rebellion. And I just felt my heart went out to those kids, you know, how could their parents kind of pigeonhole them into this career that they had no interest of ever going into. And so it's been really important to me as a mother to show that I finally reached for something that I've wanted to do. And that, and I'm open with talking to them about how it's an unusual path that I'm on. You know, this isn't typical. I don't go out of my home to go to work. I don't get dressed up every day and do all the things that a lot of our other friends' parents do. Um, but... You know, I don't know if they'll go the route of art or math or science or whatever, but whatever it is, um, I really believe that or I hope that they're seeing in me that I'll be totally receptive to whatever their plans and goals are. What inspires you in your work? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm as I'm speaking to you, I'm looking out this big wall of windows in front of me, and I feel like every day... I'm just inspired by the greatness of the world around us. I mean, just how how huge it is and how much variety and color and shape and texture and size and just everything about everything I get to look at every day. And I think that all of that is magnified when you're looking at life through the eyes of a five or a three-year-old. And, you know, so I've done paintings um, after we signed up my son for his swim classes for the first time. And I've done paintings w the day that my daughter discovered color in the leaves at the playground. And I've done paintings of donuts because my son picked out that prop to paint that day, you know. Um, so, so much of my work is definitely inspired by my role as a mom. But I think even bigger than that, it's inspired by the humility I have to be in this beautiful world surrounded by so many things to celebrate. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about what, and thinking about that first year and how hard that first year it was for you. It was really hard for me also, but that there's such a great reward through the journey in everything we do and how we live our lives and how we make our work the role of being a mother informs what we do in such a bigger way. Yes. That that hard year becomes, you know, totally worth it and more. Yes. I mean, it forms who we are as an adult, I think. I mean, I am a completely different person than I was before I was a mom. Mm -hmm. It's um, highlighted a little bit to me how selfish I was. <laughs> which I didn't think that I was, but it's also shown me to be full of grace for myself and to be patient with myself and to be patient with my kids and, and to enjoy the little things, you know? Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing about being a mom? Oh gosh, giggles. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just can't get enough of them. I mean, I will embarrass myself. I will make silly faces. I will stoop down to the lowest levels. I will do things unimaginable to get a good giggle out of my kids. <laughs> and um, what are you? What are you most looking forward to in your career and in your family? Oh, gosh. You know, for a while in this journey, I kind of got into this trap where I was looking forward to the day when the kids go to school full time and I can paint full time. And, you know, I just as I look back at pictures, you know, sometimes like time hop will show up some picture of my child uh, a year ago. And and then it, it resonates with me how quickly this time is flying even though it feels like it's going at a snail's pace and so I think the things I'm looking forward to most is just slow steady growth you know just growth as a person growth as an artist continuing to take on challenges and things that I would have said no to before and I just keep trying my best to put boundaries around my stress levels and the, the things that I accept so that I can make sure that my priorities are in check. I'm an artist because I'm a mom and I'm a mom because I'm an artist and they all are so interwoven that I don't want anything to get out of bounds and I really try very hard to try to keep it balanced and um, I think that's something we'll all be trying to work on for the rest of our lives. And what advice would you give to other mother makers, either artists or wanting to be an artist or start a business? Do you have any advice? I would say, um, gosh, there's so many things. I would say, number one, have a lot of grace with yourself. Be patient with yourself. You don't become an artist overnight. It's a culmination of things from a whole lifetime. And especially when you're learning to run a business on top of that, being an artist and being a business owner are two completely different things. And so you have to be willing to put in the due diligence to learn both of those things. And that takes a lot of patience. But then also, you know, don't be afraid to put up boundaries to protect your stand as a mom. You know, don't put so many things on your plate that your time gets stolen away from this precious time and enjoy and celebrate this role that you're in. Because, I mean, I just feel like sometimes it's not just a joy to be a mom. I mean, that is an incredible privilege. But to be a mom and an artist at the same time is like just incredible. And so I wouldn't want anything to to hinder either one of those roles so just having grace and patience I guess is the biggest thing and taking it one day at a time (laughs) thank you so much thanks for talking with me and being a part of this I'm really excited to share this with everyone well thank you for doing what you do I think it's um, really great to be able to have a platform like you do to be able to tell other moms what this life is really like and um, that we're all in it together. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Where can people find you online and um, elsewhere? Well, my website is rachelalvarezart.com and I'm also on Instagram, rachelalvarezart. And then on Facebook, I'm Naptime Artist and on Etsy, I'm the Naptime Artist. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. 
So that's it for this episode of the Mother Maker podcast. For links and photographs of Rachel Alvarez's work, visit mothermaker.co slash interviews slash Rachel Alvarez. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter or send me an email with your feedback. You can always connect with me on Instagram and Facebook as well. I always love hearing from you. This podcast is produced and edited by me, Emma Coy. Our web designer and developer is my husband, Jason Coy. And our text editor is my dear friend, Alyssa Zimmerman-Exley, a new mom herself. Our music is from David Hillowitz. Until next time, keep making work, mother makers. Thanks for listening. Take a bow. Take a bow.